I know some of you are looking and says, man, I didn't know he was going to be preaching this morning. That's okay. I didn't know I was going to be preaching this morning either. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we're, we're, we all come in the same boat. Uh, you're surprised to see me up here this morning, and I'm surprised I'm up here this morning. We had circumstances yesterday that demanded that uh, I be the one up here. And, and so as I came back last night, after the big dog win, <laughs> and began to pre prepare the sermon, which, which is really terrible because every preacher should have one already prepared, and so, uh, and so this was all my fault because I come back last night and began to talk to God and try to find out where God wanted me to go and what God wanted me to wanted me to say to you, and one thought just kept coming back to me. And it just, it was so overwhelming. And it was how to deal with difficulty. You know, that's, uh, yesterday was a difficult day. And, and so I guess it's kind of fitting that God kind of led me into this passage on how to deal with difficulty. Now, in John chapter 16, verse 33 and I do not know, I got no idea where I'm going this morning. Uh, I've got some notes, but I don't know, I, hope, I really hope to God that makes sense. That's the reason I want God to, to speak to you this morning. Um, in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. You know, yesterday, I needed that peace in him. And I found that peace in him. And he said this, Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I've overcome the world. Amen. That's the God that I serve. I serve a big God. I serve an awesome God. I serve a high God. And I'm thankful for that. Now, the thing is, difficulties, troubles, hardships are all an inevitable part of life. They're all going to happen. Jesus, Jesus made it clear. The Bible makes it clear that, that, you know, just because we're Christians, just because we're saved does not mean we're immune to trouble. And to heartaches and to and to disappointments and to struggles and to and to difficulties and to trials. No, a lot of times it means that we're more prone to go into these than, than we were before. Because now we got a devil who don't like us and who is fighting against us. And so and so these things are, are inevitable in our life. We're gonna listen, if you haven't figured it out yet, you're gonna go through some stuff. Amen. And you're going to go through some hard stuff. And you're going to go through some stuff that's going to make you want to quit. That's going to make you want to give up. And so I hope I've got some words this morning that will help you. But the question is, what are we going to do when difficulties come? Difficulties are going to come. What are we going to do when difficulties come? And so what I want to talk about for just a few minutes is how to deal 
with difficulties. Since we're all going to have them, I think it might be good to know how, how do I deal with these troubles, with these difficulties, with these problems that are inevitable in my life. And I think there's, there's three things I want to share with you, and I'm probably all these things got three things, and, uh, but we're going, to keep it, we're going to keep it short. Uh, but here's the thing. How do I deal with difficulty? Number one, you've got to determine the reason for the difficulty. When difficulties come, when troubles come, when problems come in your life, the first thing we need to do is we need to determine the reason for the difficulty. What caused this problem that I am facing right now? That's the first question we should always ask. God, what is causing this problem that I'm facing right now? Why am I going through this difficulty? Now, I want to tell you something. There's only four causes for difficulty in life. So we can, we can really simplify this. Only four causes for troubles and difficulties in your life. Number one, you. Now let me be honest with you. Most of our problems or difficulties we bring on ourselves. Amen? Would you not agree with that? Most of the time, I am my own worst enemy. Okay? So, the first cause of difficulty, and you, gotta, you need to be answering yourself when you, when you run into this problem, this trouble, and no matter what it's in in your life, why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? So, the first cause of difficulty is me. Amen? The second one is other people. Amen? And in Proverbs chapter 13, verses 20 and 21, the writer says this, Walk with the wise, become wise, associate with fools, and get in trouble. <laughs> Amen? I mean, how much plainer could God make it? First cause of our difficulty is me, you know, and I got to look at me and say, am, am, I, am I the cause of this trouble that's coming in my life? Am I the problem? Am I the problem? And then the second cause of difficulty is other people. And let me read that to you again. Walk with the wise, become wise, associate with fools and get in trouble. Trouble chases sinners. Amen. While blessings reward the righteous. Okay. Four called difficult. Number one, you. Number two, other people. Number three, the devil. Let me tell you something. The devil is real. The devil is real. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, Peter says this to us. Stay alert. Watch out. For your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Okay? Causes the difficulty. One, me. Number two, other people. Number three, the devil. And number four, now, this next one's probably going to surprise some of you. But I'm just going to lay it right out there to you. God. In James chapter 1, 
verse 2 through 4, the writer says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Okay, now, now let me be honest with you. I believe God, is, God allows difficulties to come our way for three reasons. Amen. Number one, to get our attention. I believe sometimes God allows difficulties to come because God needs to get our attention. Maybe we're going down a wrong path. Maybe we're making bad choices. Maybe we're not eating right. Maybe we're not, maybe we're not doing something that we should be doing. So I believe sometimes God will let a difficulty come in our path so that God needs to get our attention so that God can move us from one place to another place because God don't want us failing. God don't want us hurting. God don't want us going down somewhere that's going to harm us and destroy us, whether it be our body, our soul, our mind, or our spirit. Amen. So sometimes God allows difficulties to come our time because God just needs to, hey, i got to do something to get your attention. Okay, so God will put us in a place through a trial or a difficulty so that he can slow us down and get us to pay attention and listen to what he wants to tell us. The second, the second reason is this, to test your faith. God will allow difficulties to come in our life, number two, to test your faith. Now let me tell you something. God does not test your faith because God wants to see what you're going to do. God already knows what you're going to do. God tests your faith so that you can see what you're going to do. God tests your faith so that through the testing of your faith, you can come to find out and realize, hey man, God is great. God is awesome. I got a big God. God is not going to fail me. God is going to show up when I need God to show up. So God will test our faith so that God can bring us to a place where we can trust Him. And we can count on Him. And we can know that He's not going to fail us. That he's not going to walk away from us. That he's not going to turn his back on us. So God will use difficulties to test our faith to grow us into who God wants us to be. And the third thing is this, to mold your character. Sometimes God sends difficulties our way to mold our character. Because I want to tell you, you ask anybody, your character is molded through the difficulties of life. That is, that you become who you are because of the difficulties that you face in life. And so God will allow tests and trials and problems and difficulties to come your way sometimes because God is in the character molding business. Amen. Now, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, the Bible says this. So, be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold through your faith, though your, though your faith is more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Amen. Now, Three common mistakes that a lot of us make 
that leads us into hardships and difficulties, okay? And I want to take us to Acts chapter 27 with this, and I know the your lead pastor is going through a, a series in Acts chapter 27, and I, uh, in book of Acts, and I went to chapter 27 because honestly I didn't want to steal any of his thunder, and I figured time he got chapter 27 you're going to forget everything I said. <laughs> and so it's so all will be all will be good, okay? But in Acts chapter 27 there's a, there's a story. Paul is a Paul is a prisoner and he's being he's being escorted by guards and people to Rome to stand trial. And and while he's getting ready to go, they're going to put him on this ship. And and Paul has a word from God and Paul says, "Listen, we don't need to go right now because there's going to be trouble." He said, "If we get on this ship, he said, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be a shipwreck." And we're going to lose a lot of stuff, so we don't need to go. And so that's kind of the setting of this story in chapter 27. They're getting ready to go on a ship and to sail towards Rome. And Paul said, man, we don't need to do this. We need to stay right where we're at for a while. There's a storm a-brewing, and we need to stay here in a safe harbor. We don't need to get on this ship because I'm telling you, it's going to end in a shipwreck. Okay? So... In Acts chapter 27, verse 10, the Bible said this. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. Now listen to me. We're going to talk about three common mistakes we, we all make with hardships and difficulties. The Bible said that God's word is the lamp unto our feet and a light into our path okay that's what that's what it is Paul was trying to shine a light right here he was trying to keep them out of trouble in fact the Bible said in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 3 5 and 6 he said this trust in the Lord with all your heart do not depend on your own understanding seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take amen that's a good word that's a good word that'll keep you out of a lot of trouble Look to God. Don't lean to your own understanding. Don't lean to your own reasoning. Look to God and let God direct your path and let God show you the way. Okay, so common mistake number one that we make is this. We listen to bad advice. Now, now, I want to tell you, if you haven't figured, everybody's got advice. And you need to be paying attention to who you're listening to. You listen. We get in trouble because a lot of times so many of us will listen to bad advice. Now, in, in the book of Acts verse 11, now Paul's already told him, he said, guys, he said, don't go on this ship. We're going to have a shipwreck. I've been talking to God. And I'm telling you what's going to happen. Now, how do you know Paul had been talking to God? Because exactly what Paul said happened, happened. Amen. Paul prophesied this and it came to truth. There was a shipwreck. Okay. So Paul said don't do this. So what did the people do? Look at verse 11. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. Now listen to me. We sail into storms a lot of times. Because we listen to what someone else says instead of what God says. Amen. 
Pastor, I don't buy that. I can't help it. It's the truth. Amen. We, we sell into storms in our life a lot of times because we listen to what someone else says rather than to what God says. Now, now listen to me for just a second. The big difference in God's advice and people's advice is that God will tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Amen. That's a big Why, Pastor, why should I listen? Because God is always going to tell you what you need to hear. And you got to be careful. You said, Pastor, you said I never should go. No, God puts people in our life to advise us. God put people in our life to mentor us. God put people in our lives for us to lean on and for us to count on and for us to confide on. God, God put people, but you got to be careful who you're listening to. Because the thing is, are the people you're listening to, are they telling you what you want to hear? Or are they telling you what you need to hear? And God will always tell you what you need to hear. Number two, the second mistake we make, is we follow the crowd. How many of you have ever gotten in trouble because you followed the crowd? Amen. Listen, I work as a bonding agent. And I get, I get 17 and 18-year-old kids out of jail all the time. And you know why I'm getting them out? Because they were the wrong crowd. I'm going to tell you, bad company corrupts good character. Okay. And, and I get so many people I find that are just they're at the wrong place at the wrong time because they were hanging with the wrong people. Amen. And so a lot of times the second mistake we make is, is we, we are prone, all of us are, to follow the crowd. Amen. There's just something appealing in the crowd. Amen. If everybody's doing it, it's got to be good. Well, I'm going to tell you, if everybody's doing it, it don't have to be good. Look at verse 12. And since Fairhaven was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most, everybody say most. You know what that is? That's a crowd. <laughs> That's a crowd. Amen. The crowd said, the crowd wanted to go on to Phoenix, further up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. Amen. The truth is, the crowd's usually wrong. I'm just being honest with you. The truth is, the crowd is usually wrong. Peer pressure causes a lot of our difficulties. Wrong is usually more popular than right. So the second mistake we make is we follow the crowd. And through experience, I can tell you that the crowd is usually going to lead you to a place you don't want to go and doing things that you don't want to do. Amen. Does that mean the people in the crowd are bad? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you've got to be careful because one of the mistakes we make, God says, listen, this is what I want you to do. And the crowd says, no, come on, we can, we can stretch this one, we can do this. And a lot of times we, we follow the crowd because that's the popular thing to do. That's the, that's the fun thing to do, amen? 
Okay, man, I don't want to be no dried up Christian. Hey, man, persimmon sucking Christian. <laughs> you know, that's not what I want to be. I want to I enjoy life. Be careful when you follow the crowds all I'm, is all I'm telling you, okay? The third mistake we make is this. We rely on circumstances. And I'm really bad right here. We rely on circumstances. Look at verse 13. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they, sailed, so they pulled up the anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. Truth is, Circumstances are not always as they appear. Is that right? It might look good. A gentle breeze is blowing. Hey, we good to get on this boat. We good to sail because there is a gentle breeze blowing. Nothing can happen to us. But folks, I'm here to tell you that when we rely on circumstances, you got to know circumstances are not always as they appear. It might look good, but is it what God wants for my life? Amen. Always the question that must be asked is, is this what God wants for my life? And I'm going to be honest with you. The answer is not always easy or what we want to hear. Amen. Okay. So, first of all, in trouble, in difficulty, in problems, determine what caused the problem. Was it me? Was it other people? Was it the devil? Or is God trying to grow me and take me somewhere? Okay. The second thing is determine the result of the difficulty. Not only do you need to determine why this difficulty is here, but you need to determine the result of the difficulty. Ask, what does God want me to learn from this difficulty? And you say, well, nothing. God always wants you to learn something from the difficulty. Okay, and you always need to ask, what does God want me to learn from this difficulty? In Romans chapter 5, in verses 3 and 4, the Bible said this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strength strengthens our confidence, our confident hope in salvation. Amen. So always ask, what is the result of this difficulty? Now, let me tell you something right here. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really winding down. In fact, the worship team can come on around. I believe in the sovereignty of God. I believe that God loves me immeasurably. I believe that God is for me. And not against me. I believe that God has a good plan for my life. I believe that I am God's workmanship. And I believe that everything that happens to me, God is working out for my good. So if I believe this, I believe that every experience is an education. And every difficulty is for our development. Things, listen, I'm going to tell you, things don't just happen. Amen. 
Why do you know that? Because I serve a God that is in control. I serve a God that is sovereign. I serve a God that's holding the world in his hands. I serve a God that's got everything together. And so, and so every experience is an education. And every difficulty is an opportunity for development and growth. Because God is allowing this to come in my life. And I don't doubt the love and the goodness of God. Now listen to me. I believe there's someone here this morning. Maybe a lot of us. I don't know. But as you sit here this morning, if you're honest, you'd say, Pastor, my life is a shipwreck. Some of you here this morning, you could you look at me and say, Pastor, my life is literally hell right now. And I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know who to look to. I don't know what's going to happen. Pastor, I am in a shipwreck. And Pastor, I am drowning. It may be your finances. It may be your emotions. It may be your relationships. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. Look at me. God has you here this morning so you can hear me say to you one thing. God loves you so much. Don't give up. Don't care what you're going through. you got a God that's in control of it. And God loves you. And God wants you to know God is looking at you this morning. And God has said, listen, I know the struggle is real. I know the heartache is real. I know the difficulties are real. But I don't want you to give up because, listen to me. Number three is this. When your difficulty comes, you've got to determine your response. You've got to determine your response. Because, see, this is the difference in giving up or keeping up. You've got to determine your response. You need to ask yourself a couple of serious questions. Number one is this. How should I react to this? And number two, what does God want me to do? Listen to me, church. Every difficulty, every difficulty will either make you bitter or make you better. It will make you bitter or it will make you better. So your response to the difficulties is extremely important in your life. Don't forget, God's on your side. He is for you and He is not against you. And you will get through with this because God is still book of Acts chapter 27 the last verse of this chapter man I, I got to tell you the rest of the story they got on that ship and you know what happened there was a shipwreck there was a shipwreck and everybody thought everybody was going to die and then Paul stood up and said hey man don't worry about it just jump overboard and grab hold of something because God not going to let nobody die and the last verse of this chapter said this 
The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship so everyone escaped safely Amen. to shore. 